Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and uh, downloading the show we've got on this great episode. We have uh, the very dapper, very debonair, Jake Wilburn. He wore a t- you wore a tux today. Wilburn. Jake Wilburn. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> um, we have on the, uh, on the producer, in the producer chair today, producer Phil. Uh, producer, you're uh, pr- producer Phil. You're kind of like the. Uh, are you the? You're 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 kind of like the Q of of our group here. <laughs> I guess you could say that. You're yeah. giving us the technology. Uh, you're giving us uh, a ring that vibrates through glass. Is my microphone invisible? Mm-hmm. No, everything's mm. invisible. Um, but uh, well, guys, everyone, welcome in. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, grab a chair. Come into the theater here. We've got uh, all kinds of great. Uh, food uh, at the concession stand. Check it out. Uh, we've got uh, some great candy. If you were to pick a candy <laughs> at the concession stand, uh, Jake, what would you pick? At the you can have any kind of candy, or or pop just popcorn. What what kind of person are you? If you go to watch a movie in theater, what do you what do you normally get? Uh, Reese's pieces. Ooh, that's Reese's a good one. Pieces. Have you ever tried uh, mixing? And I'm asking this because it's hilarious that you're probably going to be like, of course, uh, M and M's and Reese's together. Never. But a, I will. Put them together mm. and then mix the jar or whatever you have it in. Eat that. That is good. Okay. Because you get that delicious chocolate. You get that delicious peanut butter mixed together. Wonderful. Mm. Um, popcorn is always a must. I it, For me, the older I get, the less I'm getting that popcorn. I don't just like popcorn. gets in my teeth. Really much, yeah. uh, my son Miller can just kill popcorn. I mean, it's like, it's kind of scary. Uh, Phil. Today's candy. What what are you what are you looking for today? What am I getting today? Zots. Zots. Zots are brought are our sponsor today. Z O T Z. That's right. I just Zots gotta, I just gotta, I don't know if they're good or not. I just gotta try it. Corey Mann a couple episodes ago told us about this Zots candy. It's a hard candy shell <laughs> on the outside. On the inside is basically pop rocks. Pop rocks, yeah. And so what a surprise. 
What a surprise that would be. Yeah. Right? Imported from Afghanistan. I didn't even, that's what I'm saying. I don't know where he, he's, Who knows? He's in Indiana. He claims he can get it anywhere. The Dollar General. What he, he said. said he was going to ship us some. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I hope, I hope to get them. Zots. Try them today. So anyway, uh, guys, thanks for t- coming in. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're going to be talking about Die Another Day. 007, Die Another Day. Uh, this is a, a very good episode uh, to talk about. Uh, producer Phil actually loves the 007 franchise. I do. They, they have their faults. There's a few bad ones in the mix, but... Loves the 007 yeah, I, I franchise. Yeah, I like them for the most part. Uh, let's do this. In this, first, in this first chunk of program, before we get to our first radio break, uh, in our, in our uh, pre-show, we actually talked about the... Uh, we, we talked about a top 25 list. It's actually from Collider.com. Uh, and we talked about uh, the top 25 movies. Well, not top 25. The 25 Bond movies ranked in from worst to best. And number 25 on that list, folks, is Die Another Day. That's actually the movie <laughs> we're going to be covering today. But before we do that, let's just do this. Let's go ahead and hit this top 10. Okay, we're down to the top 10 now. I'm going to go ahead and place my vote for the number one spot since... You know, like I gotta say it now before you get too close to it. Yes, I'm gonna say it's probably Goldfinger. I, most people would probably say that. You and the you, winner, you don't have to tell me if I'm right. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look at it. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong, and you don't have to say what it is if it's not Goldfinger. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. I choose. All right. I choose we'll not to out. race. That's your Seinfeld joke for the day. Um. By the way, we have not said Goldeneye yet, so that means Gold is in the top ten. Yep. Number ten on this list. Uh, Eric Vespi, by the way, is the creator of this list from Collider.com. His opinion, obviously, but he's just basing it on on his life for the movies. It's a pretty good list, honestly. Number 10, yeah. Live and Let Die from 1973. That is the other uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, uh, Live and Let Die. Number 9, License to Kill. This was uh, a movie I saw in the theater. My parents took us to the theater and we watched this in the theater. And I remember watching that License to Kill. So weird to think about now. Yeah, we went and watched that in the theater. Uh, but anyway, License to Kill. That was uh, Timothy Dalton's. Well, no, that's yeah, yeah, Timothy Dalton. Skyfall number eight wow. in 2012. Uh, Daniel Craig. I like I've said before. I really like him as Bond. Uh, really solid. First non uh, like brunette or darker haired colored Bond. A blonde Bond. That Be- sounded weird. People really liked Casino Royale, and then uh, we talked about Spectre did not do so well. Skyfall, when it came back, people were like, now this is like traditional yes. Bonds. Like, yes. I feel like it's finally coming back. And Adele has a kicking song on that, on that she, soundtrack. She sure does. Uh, she can sing a little bit, Adele. A little. A little. Yeah. Lord. She's, she got some pipes, man. Uh, number seven, Dr. No from 1962. This is wow. Sean Connery. That's the first Bond movie. Trebek. Number one. Yeah. Sean Connery. Um, sorry. Interesting. Number six. I, I don't think that people think as fondly about Dr. No as he does. Number six, Thunderball from yeah. 1965. Um, uh, again, another Sean Connery. Number five. By the way, I think Thunderball is either the one, number one or not number two highest grossing. Like it, it did gangbusters at the theater. Number five, Goldeneye from 1995. And I'm gonna tell you why this might be my favorite, and it has a zero to do with the actual movie. Yeah. You, Jake, what, <laughs> why, what does it have to do with? Uh, because of the Nintendo 64 video game, four players, oh, four man. controllers, so my good. house, facility, so man good. with the golden gun, no odd job. Slappers only. But man, odd, 
odd job. Awesome man on that on that game. You he, can't you can't really kill him. I mean, he, he was a cheat basically. If he runs away, it yeah. was a race to who could pick him first. Yeah. when you got to the characters. Oh, list. you get well. You picked odd job. Oh. <laughs> In my college dorm room, that was that was said many right, times. Right. All right, uh, number four from Russia with love, nineteen sixty-three. That's uh, the second Bond film. That's another one, uh, and then uh, number three on Her Majesty's Secret Service from nineteen sixty-nine. That, that one is so good, and that is the only movie with um, ah, what's his Lazenby. name? Uh, George Lazenby. George Lazenby. Uh, he literally was a one-shot. Bond. He's the only one that's that is, has existed in only one film. Is it because Connery had another movie, or he just had a disagreement so, about contract? So Connery came back and did the next movie. Like he, he's like, I'll come out of Bond retirement and come do your next movie since George Lazenby isn't returning. The big thing with Lazenby is that he had an awful on-set rela- relationship with the rest of the production crew. Like people could not stand to be around him. Interesting. So like at the end of that movie, he was just like, I'm out. I'm not doing this again. That does ruin a lot of films. Yeah. There's like some good, <laughs> true, good yeah. movies will have a you know get but, ruined by. But honestly, that, that kind of stuff. it's the only movie where James Bond get, gets married, uh, and then his his wife actually tragically dies right after the ceremony is over, uh, and it speaks a lot to his um, his character after that film. Like why why huh. he's why he is the way that he is around women is comes back to on her majesty's secret service that that movie is phenomenal there's a great like skiing scene where like they're skiing and like shooting guns at each other going downhill at the same time yes that movie is phenomenal it's cool it's one of the best ones number two casino royale so good 19 or 2006 daniel craig uh this is when he came basically bond is back debuted debuted uh, and it was awesome the movie after die another day yeah yeah which is like that movie, when you think about the stark difference between Casino yes. Royale, 2000, uh, 2006's Casino Royale. Now, there's another Casino Royale, 1967. Yeah, I think that's that's another one that's a non MGM. Like yeah, non canon. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, but Casino, and uh, David in the live chat actually mentioned that just now. Uh, Casino Royale, 2006. You compare that in contrast to 2002's Die Another Day, which we're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Different it's movies. So, no, it's not even the same thing. <laughs> Like, it literally is like, it, it's just, it's not the same thing. All right. And then number one, Goldfinger, 1964. Called it. Uh, that laser, this laser beam is going to cut you in half, <laughs> Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. I expect you to die. <laughs> Such a trope. Well, like, all the tropes that are in spy movies based on Bond. Hold on. So many of so them. So, in, die, in die Another but. Day, there is a laser. And Halle, Berry, Halle Berry's character says, you better switch that off or I'm only going to be half the girl I used to be. Uh, <laughs> woof. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, let's do this. So, so can I talk about one, one thing about Goldfinger? I yeah. was actually just talking to my wife about Goldfinger this week. <laughs> I know I didn't know you guys were doing Die Another Day. But um, the, the big caper in, in, in uh, Goldfinger is that he uh, he obviously is like this gold mogul. Like he he wants to own all the gold in the world and be this you know this big guy. Um, so he's everyone thinks that he's going to go and steal gold out of Fort Knox. Which they're saying that's impossible. No one can do that. It it turns out as you watch the movie, his goal isn't to steal gold, steal anything out of Fort Knox. He goes in there to plant. I think it's some kind of a bomb or whatever. It's like a nuclear fallout. Like he's basically like contaminating all the gold in there, basically making it worthless. And then rising up the the value of his existing gold. Uh, it's smart. genius. Uh. Yeah, really, really genius. That is genius. Like what of all the plots, like Bond gets a bad rap for <clears throat> having like really generic, like 
I'm going to take over the world with like some kind of you know, <laughs> mu- like wily mustache or whatever. <laughs> All the villains are like, you know, oh, I want to, you know, um, you know, I'm going to uh, fire this missile unless you pay me. And they're going to monologue yeah. all their stuff. And that, yeah. that's that's what um, Mike Myers did with the Austin Powers movies. Yeah. Like to, you know, just to uh, roast those things. The, the plot, the good movies from the James Bond series are the ones where there is a, like a truly original idea for some some kind of supervillain, and Goldfinger is one of the best. Yeah, so cool. that's yeah. some real uh, pinky in the brain stuff right there. Uh, we have forty five <laughs> seconds. Forty five seconds. Who's your best best Bond? Who's the best Bond? Who is the best Bond? The best Bond. I, Pierce Brosnan, just because that's who I grew up with. Wow. Not because he's good, okay. but because that's was where I when I grew up. Phil, best Bond. Oh, uh, come back to me. The, that, I think the person that made the franchise is Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, I think for me, modern modern Bond is is honestly is Daniel Craig because it's like it brought it into modern movie making. Yeah, he's and good. it's not so much like like it's like actual action. It's an actual action movie in a time of the Bourne identity. Now Bond can actually be pretty good so yep. anyway when we come back uh we're gonna talk about die another day and i'll answer the question oh yeah <laughs> welcome back uh it's the horrible movie podcast my name is jack and uh, we've got uh jake wilburn the jake wilburn here and we have uh double agent <laughs> phil sousa producer <laughs> phil uh he's over there uh broadcasting uh to uh goldfinger Mm-hmm. All the coordinates to all the gold in California that the Gallon Brothers sang about. Uh, sorry, that was a country joke. All right, so um, we are talking about Die Another Day, uh, James Bond's 2002. This is the this uh, is the movie first time that shuttered that shuttered the franchise for for a few years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and then they reopened it uh, with a new manager and a new menu, and they brought it back, and it was great. Uh, Phil, before we went to break. We were talking about our favorite bonds. I said uh, the the best bond, Sean Connery, and then but for modern times, uh, Daniel Craig. But Sean Connery made the franchise. Jake, you said Timothy. No, no I no, said Pierce Brosnan. Just for nostalgia, because that's when I grew up. For nostalgia, and then you, Phil, uh, who so, is a 007 uh, lover. Yeah, before Daniel Craig, I probably of the character. Honestly, I probably would have seen. <laughs> I'm not a Bond girl. Uh, <laughs> Could you be seduced? <laughs> um, I probably before Daniel Craig, I, w- I definitely would have said Roger Moore. Um, he did, he did really yeah he did the most Bond films of anyone, including Sean Connery. Uh, I think he did one, one more movie than Sean Connery, and a lot of people think he did that on purpose just so he could say he did the most. But um, uh, Roger Moore is epitomizes the character for. Uh, like that smarmy, like I'm always in control of any situation that I'm in, uh, womanizing, which and that's not as popular these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just the comedy, like he was really, really funny. Um, but, so I would say probably he was my favorite, but I, I'd have to go Daniel Craig now. I, I just, I love the, the visceral, like the hard hitting combat that he's in and his ability to deliver an action scene that makes you look like he is literally gonna he's gonna die like he there's no way he makes it through the situation so um i would say daniel craig now um huh? very good cool yeah uh, how long so die another day basically shuttered the franchise for how many years did you did you look that we really up? only have four 
Because it, oh, four years. It, okay. Only oh, four. It felt like an it felt it, it way longer like than because it's so re, it's such a refreshed brand. Can yeah. I, can I give back. my thoughts on that? Absolutely. Okay. So every it, like a lot of these long running franchises, and I kind of chalk it up to like uh, Batman when you have uh, Batman and Robin, which was really bad, kind of campy, and then you kind of get to this point where you're like, okay, I think we've taken this as far as we can go in the, in like its current format, its current iteration. It's time to clearly to do something different, and you hit this wall mm. because the difference between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins is is to me very similar to what happened with this. And we're like, ah, Pierce Brosnan, can we squeeze one more of these out of you? And he's like, ah, I don't know. If I want money. I'm not so sure. Yes. Yeah, so right. So we do this, and you got all this invisible car and laser from space and all oh. this stuff, and it's like, wow, you have clearly like th- this is it. You, this you are past done. Laser from space. Well, see, that's what this is. I know. It's a magnifying glass from I space, know. and so with diamonds, right? And so we're like, all right, we we have to pretty much scrap this. And they start over with Daniel Craig, and it's night and day. Yeah, it is. And so, but I don't know if we would have gotten Daniel Craig in Casino Royale if not for Die Another Day, as terrible sure. as it is. Does that make sense? 100%. For them to come to the point where they're like, all right, we really got to do something a, different. That's a great comparison. It, it, Casino Royale feels like a reboot in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Well, I think absolutely it was, especially after this garbage fire. Garbage fire. And this is a garbage fire. Brought to you this by. Is bad. Bad. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about Die Another Day. Uh, we've talked a lot about Bond. So in the first segment, we talked a ton of Bond. We're, I'm going to hit straight right now to the details of the movie. It's time, my friends. It's time for some deets, the details of the movie. Die Another Day, directed by Lee Tamahori. Lee directed uh, the Triple X uh uh, state of the state of the what's it called? I get this wrong. I had it all pulled up. Um, it's the what is it? State of the Union, 2005. Vin Diesel. Okay. Action movie, right? Um, he the Edge with Air, with uh, Baldwin. What's his name? Uh, I can't ever think of his thinking name. Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins. Have you guys ever seen that movie? They're in the wilderness. Like, yeah, that's like something you need have. to watch. The Edge is a great movie. Eric Berry. A- a- it's absolutely, absolutely a great movie. The Edge. Along Came a Spider, which a lot of people like. Mulholland Falls, which some people like. Uh, and that's really kind of the, the tippy top of it. Um, he also did an episode of The Sopranos. Um, so a director that has some chops, and I think at the, this time could do an action movie. Produced by Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. So there you go. Back to the Broccoli franchise. Mm-hmm. Written by Neil Purvis. Uh, based on, uh, obviously, James Bond uh, by Ian Fleming. Uh, and then Die Another Day is a novel in that series? In, in, that Ian Fleming wrote? Yes. Uh, I don't think so. I, they, they pretty much exhausted all of his works after the first eight or nine movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, starring Pierce Brosnan, uh, who's a ton of a, in a ton of uh, other movies. Dante's Peak. Um it was in a what was it? Remington Steel was a TV show he was in in the eighties. <laughs> what was the? Uh, he was actually in a thief. Um, it wasn't an espionage movie, but it, he was like stealing artwork and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it was in. Uh, it was the Teletubbies go to Paris. What? Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, he was in Lawnmower Man. He's in Mrs. Doubtfire as the boyfriend. Oh yeah. Uh, he is in um, other movies. Golden Eye, which we talk about. Mars Attacks. Uh, Dante's Peak, Tomorrow Never. We already we're going there. Uh, a ton of stuff. Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair is what I'm. Thomas to think of. Crown Affair. Yeah. That's what it is. 
Uh, Pierce Brosnan, ladies and gentlemen. And also Halle Berry, um, award-winning actress. Uh, and, you know, she is an attractive lady. Phil, is this the first time that uh, I think with Pierce Brosnan uh, with Tomorrow Never Dies, was that the first time they used like a known actress for Bond Girls? Because before that, it was like unknown actresses that they used for Bond Girls, right? They, they got a lot of models actually in the, like they got sometimes models that didn't speak English um, wow. to play roles in some of the earlier films. Wow. But there weren't, but they um, weren't known, act, like they didn't start that until Brosnan's time, right? Like known actresses, yeah. Um, I to feel like Bond they got. I, I, I'm not sure who was popular actresses or yeah. not back then, but um, I'm sure they probably had a few. But huh. yeah, I mean, when they announced that Halle Berry was like the, the lead actress, yeah. yeah, that was a big, a big hit. Sure. John Cleese and Judy Dench uh, re- return for some roles that they've played in other movies as well. I, I really miss John Cleese as, as Q. He was always really funny. That's really, really good. Um, There's some Monty Python references hidden in this movie. Oh, really? Did sure. you catch him? I haven't seen it since it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen it a couple times yeah. since it came out. Um, yeah. Release date of November twentieth, two thousand two, in the UK, and November twenty second, two thousand two, in the US. Uh, a running time of one hundred and thirty three minutes. It didn't feel like that long of a movie. The Queen uh, of England was at the premiere. Really? Yes. Wow. How so about that? Up till that, I don't know if she's done it since, but up till that point, that was the first movie premiere she'd attended. She didn't even go to the uh, Naked Gun premiere. She's in that movie. <laughs> I guess not. Huh. But yeah, she went to the premiere. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'd be ashamed to show this to the queen. Huh. All right. Well, there you go. Um, I don't think she was at the Naked Gun premiere with Probably, Les- no. with Leslie Nielsen. No. It's a funny movie, by the way. Uh, Reggie Jackson's in that movie. I I must kill the queen. That's my favorite <laughs> line from that movie. Um, <laughs> bunch of 145 million, and it made a paltry 435 million. So what do we know? What What do we really know to say this is bad? You know, really. Don't click your radio or podcast off when i said that by the way <laughs> um because we know a lot we're smart and we're darn if you good, watch it for yourself and we're you, darn good looking you will agree with us uh so Guaranteed. check it out let's do a 30 second synopsis uh phil do you remember this you said 20 20 years since you've seen this one uh i mean i've seen it two or three times but i don't think i've seen it at all in the last decade probably <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do i'm the leader here i'm gonna do this 30 second synopsis okay me 30 second synopsis uh, it is time for the 30-second synopsis. Die another day. I love Bond. There's no way I could screw this up. Here we go. Uh, James Bond uh, hangs out. He, he gets captured by the North Koreans. Uh, he hangs out with Halle Berry. They go to uh, find this Icarus project. It's this uh, millionaire philanthropist uh, who I thought was the Branson guy, basically. Sounds like this, <laughs> it's the Branson guy from America. Or no, he's British, isn't he? Virgin Airlines guy. Ten seconds. Uh, and he is uh, making a, a laser from the space to take over the world to avenge his father, uh, who's a North Korean actually in disguise. Bond wins. He always does. He does not die another day. All right. There we go. I got to change that. The buzzer, the buzzer wasn't on again. It's the bongos. He'll put, producer Phil in post-production will put some... Crazy nuclear explosion or something on here. (laughs) (laughs) Or a a whale, maybe a free willy scenario. Never mind. Well, they're very good. Let's talk about this movie. It's Die Another Day, and it's James Bond. He goes to North Korea, Jake, and you know a lot about North Korea. Yeah. Uh, And he goes there... And everything in this movie is 100% accurate, right? This yes. is an obviously oh, film. Buddy. He rides a wave into town. A huge <laughs> wave. Is there surfing in North Korea? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there is, but their their tide is not very good. 
So there's actually a documentary about guys who go to North Korea to teach North Koreans how to surf, and there's no waves. So their beaches, oh, really? their beaches are beautiful, but they have no, they have no waves, and the, uh, and that's true throughout the peninsula. So when I saw this, I'm like, they're riding these like tsunami <laughs> yeah, style waves, huge. and yeah, they're going onto this North Korean beach near the near the DMZ that's being casually uh, patrolled there, and they uh, they surf in. Who knew if you wanted to travel to North Korea that the best way to go in there would the be a surf? The two guys, I I I thought it was funny. Those two guys are walking on the beach talking in North Korean <laughs> right. or whatever they're talking in yeah. Korean. And I knew they were probably talking about, oh, did you see Will and Grace last night? <laughs> did you see that episode? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Can you believe Can you believe that Will? Can you believe? <laughs> hey, Jack's crazy, isn't he? Isn't he amazing? Wait, who is this? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just knew that was the voiceover. They come in undetected uh, in their blue camo wetsuits. Uh, they come sliding in. Uh, they He comes in. He hijacks... Uh, this group of people. One of he he's dressed like a like another Anglo looking guy. Yeah, that he beats like up a diamond uh, merchant. A guy. diamond merchant, a guy from Kay's jeweler, and he. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kay. Right, Kay. If you wanted to sponsor our show, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I ruined that. Uh, but they uh, they still uh, he, he he grabs this guy's briefcase. Yep. Goes to the North Korean group there, right? Yeah. He puts it. He makes sure that there's explosive because uh, it's it's conveniently labeled C4, so you know it's explosives underneath the diamonds. And he puts a little transceiver in uh-huh. there so he yep. can ignite it with his watch. <clears throat> right. So yeah. It's so a, you know it was a Casio. The you know helicopter flies over to the DMZ where some kind of transaction is going to be made. Uh, it's, it, it, here's another funny thing. Tell me. So he gets off the helicopter and this guy's Zal. Uh, has this uh, device that looks like a like a smartphone and scans Pierce Brosnan's face and runs it through this <laughs> database of spies. Okay, first of all, this is the late '90s North Korea. Okay, during this time, like they didn't have food. Okay, they certainly <laughs> they didn't have the internet. They didn't have. I mean, they they've got nothing. Okay, they've got some old Soviet tanks and MIGs, uh, and they're eating bark. So. This guy, this guy's Zhao, which that's not even a Korean name, by the way. And he like, there's nothing Korean about him or his character or anything. And he has a iPhone from the future and scans Bond's face and runs it up against the spy database that they have ready to go and figure out very quickly during the transaction that he's not actually from K Jewelers. He is from... These from Spies Are Us. Right. These from Spies Are Us. This cover is blown. And so they're like, okay, we got to double cross him, right? Right. So he, fe- so yeah. So it's Zhao and this other uh, North Korean general who's got all these cars and is like, yeah, I studied in a in America, and you guys are all uh, corrupt and Amer- uh, Harvard Western, and Oxford. Western hypocrisy. I studied Western hypocrisy, and that's why I have all of these sports cars. But that's what Bond says. That's uh, I noticed your sports car uh, yeah, collection. Yeah, He's right. like, oh, well. which is conveniently like literally a mile from the DMZ is where he keeps his sports cars. Of but course. anyway, uh, so yeah, he's gonna exchange these oh, diamonds. By the way, DMZ. Yeah. Some people may not know that's the yeah. demilitarized the demilitarized zone, zone not between South and North Korea. Yeah, which is the name is not very accurate because it's a very which militarized. Let's zone. take a poll. You know how much I love polls. Raise your hand if you've ever been to the demilitarized zone. Okay, in the, we're one yeah. for three, and yeah. Jake has been yes. to the demilitarized zone. Yes, I have. Unreal. And some of the stuff that they show in here is not accurate. So Let's do this. Shocker. Uh, we'll come at the end of this. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about uh, cool. some of the similarities, cool. which you obviously got to surf on the beach there. <laughs> right. Um, so they, um, 
they they end up attacking him, but they do it. How do the hovercrafts come involved? Okay, so because by the way, hovercrafts. If you've ever seen a hovercraft move in real life, they're not real fast. No, no. Uh, also, the idea that a hovercraft can hover over a mine. I don't know that that's real. Okay, so MythBusters tested this. Okay, and yes, it can hover. There you yes. go. Yep. Well, wow. this was one fact. Yes, that proves now, real. Shooting a landmine from a moving vehicle, so it <laughs> it springs up into the air and explodes. Now, it did do six that. feet into the air. Yeah. Don't know about that. Not possible. Yeah. That might be a little hard. But MythBusters did say that you could hover a hovercraft yes. over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. they, these hovercrafts don't. They were flying at one point down this. Yep. And then... They look like they're going really fast. <clears throat> but then there was another couple scenes that they had to do certain camera angles with yeah. just to get the scene in, and it looks like a turtle <laughs> race. Like, it was like... <laughs> there's part of it that's like this green screen's flying behind them, and then they're like, they had to, well, we got to use a real shot here. Right, right. Uh, okay, and they're like... It looks like two... two um, Two people like <laughs> limping down the highway, right. like like trying to chase each other. It looks other. like a race between motorized wheelchairs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so but to this, get to get the, go ahead, Phil. Well, I was just gonna say the CGI in general. Like, yeah, I know you weren't talking about CGI, but like just this whole opening scene. Bond is really famous for these like ten minute scenes mm-hmm. before you even see the opening credits. Yeah, and then they have like dancing girls or whatever, which is actually kind of gross, but. Um, we live in different times. Girls dancing are so gross. <laughs> I'm just saying. So yuck. I'm just saying it's not cool. I, I'm saying the next the next Bond. Nobody film, likes that. Nobody likes dancing I, girls. I would be surprised if the next Bond film has like naked girls dancing during the opening credits. Okay. I just because the objectification of women. Sure, sure. Anyway, um, but like this one is one of the worst ones where cool. like it's just it's just really hard to watch. Like the CGI. There's parts where there's there's I'm watching a little bit of it on mute right now. There, there's parts where they're like fighting on the back of a truck. Yeah, and it's clearly them like standing in front of a green screen that yes. got superimposed onto this this truck so uh, <laughs> to kick this this uh snail race off on these hovercrafts <laughs> the c4 in the diamond thing it explodes and the diamonds get into zhao's face okay and mess him up i right. didn't want to miss that detail no no that i like that detail because the diamonds blow up in his face uh essentially creating a villain uh, diamond face, diamond face. <laughs> um, and if or wrestler. Were, he would be yeah, diamond face, diamond back. Except it was just diamond face. Diamond, yeah, diamond Never. face. Yeah. Um, so they're embedded in his face. Yeah. And later on, he comes to this technology, right? That mm-hmm. keeps him older. Did the North Koreans have that technology back then too? Keeps it. Yeah. No. It, it's like a hyperbaric chamber. No, no, no. It allows him to change his uh, how he looks. It would take half your life savings to buy a bicycle. Okay. <laughs> Like this just is not a thing. But these are leader. These are the ruling class. Yeah, that's though. yeah. And it was a privilege to have a rotary phone. Yeah, you know. I'm just saying it wasn't like no, no way. Uh, so, so the, yeah, they they go down this uh, snail race, and oh the gosh. North Korean general guy, who's the son of a higher general, uh, supposedly perishes yes. at the end of this race. But unfortunately, after the dead end uh, thing of a no. waterfall where Bond hangs on a very well, Bond, uh, in, Asian style in belt. one in one fell swoop, Bond on on his he's taken over the biggest hovercraft, which is by far the slowest. Like yeah. it's obviously the slowest. And him and the other guy have a fight. There's a um, there's a uh, flamethrower on there. He, oh yeah, he blows it up. But he goes through this wall, this big wooden thing in front of this huge bell. Bell. That's at the end of the coast, which is crazy. He hits. It's like, why would this be built? In one fell swoop, <laughs> he goes down this road of mud 
for hovercrafts through the wall, <laughs> dings the bell, jumps off, grabs the bell. The other guy oh, falls to his death, we're assuming. Right. And w- there would be no way he escaped. Yeah. What does Bond say, though? Do you remember what he says? Saved by the bell. There you go. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Yes. That's a grinder. Please, Daniel uh, Craig, save us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, so um, we will, when we come back, uh, we will finish talking about this movie and talk more Bond stuff. A lot of, lot of, lot of undug up things here to talk about. Uh, Bond is a great topic for a great episode. We shall be right back. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, this is Jack. We've got Jake here. Jake Wilburn. Willard in the house. Uh, Philly Phil over there breaking it down, girl. What's up? Phil. And then you echo it in post-production. <laughs> um, Phil has to do so much in post-production. I know. And I, I, you, I, I, I joke like, about it. I joke about it. And then it, when though. I listen to the episode back, I'm like, he didn't do anything. I joke no, about it. So, he, so people <laughs> know that I'm, he's not doing that. He's got so many other things that he does. So, um, But with that said, we're here we are. Bond, he, ha- he escapes uh, from the hovercraft of Doom. Uh, but then is immediately captured by the father of the guy he just oh, and he's slaughtered. And the dad is dead. mad. Because mm-hmm. his son supreme is dead. leader is very upset that his supreme son has been supremely killed in a hovercraft accident. Um, he falls to his death from the hovercraft, we assume. Uh, and then 14 months, Bond is kept hostage by the North Koreans. Can you believe he stayed hostage that long? Okay, so a couple things. How's that possible? So this, the guy, because we don't see the actor resurface as himself again the the north korean guy that that supposedly dies over the thing yes he's the same guy that played the north korean general in red dawn it's the same guy oh wow he has great experience doing this yeah so uh so fun fact so yes he goes to a north korean uh torture camp and they're holding his head underwater and torturing with scorpions so what a great time for the Bond intro theme and some dancing girls. Oh my gosh! While, while he's being Scorpions tortured, yes, and water torture. Yeah, yeah. And even in uh, so, Madonna does the intro theme for this for Die Another Day. Die Another oh, Day. It's, it's re- the song itself is terrible. The music video. Die Another Day. The music video is all it is is Madonna trying to sexy up the gulag. Oh. <laughs> okay. She she has like cuts on her and oh. she's like she's in a oh. North Korean dungeon oh. like singing doing the music video. It's bad. Wow. It's bad. And it's just in bad taste in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, because like, you know, North Korea has like 100,000 people who are like being tortured and killed in prison camps, and here you well, are doing this video. But, uh, you know. This so, movie actually so shows saying, them having facial recognition long before we did. So, they're so you're, you're really saying they well. probably didn't shoot this music video on on site? No, <laughs> I don't think that Madonna was allowed to, the visa to to do this, the travel <laughs> permits to to record this. So, so yeah, so he gets tortured. Uh, he eventually gets traded uh, for Zhao. For Diamond mm. Face. For Diamond Face on the Bridge of No Return, which is a real place, however, looks in the movie nothing like the actual real Bridge of No Return, which is where, during the Korean War, prisoners were exchanged. Um, so he comes out. What's cool is, is so they're, like, walking, and he kind of, like, stops, and him and Zhao are talking. They're like, uh, can, can you please keep walking? Please? <laughs> please and thank you? And it's like, wow, they're so polite about, you know, like, they've got guns pointed at each other everywhere. And so, so Bond's freed. Uh, he's he's at a hospital, 
recovering. Miraculously, Jack, here's the thing. So turns out, I guess if you keep your workout regimen consistent, you can be in a North Korean prison camp for 14 months and still have pec muscles yeah, and like biceps and be tanned. He's pretty surprised, and he probably smelled like CK1. Oh, yeah. He he looked great after all that time. But he he looks like a mountain man. But but. but here's the problem. They now think that that he's a traitor, and so that that he started revealing secrets under pressure and has compromised uh, the the agency, and so they are taking away his 007 status because they they think he talked under torture, so they had to, instead of leaving him to die like they should have, they had to trade, give Zhao back, because now Bond is spilling secrets, so they so they got to pull him. So, yep, sorry. And not only that, but we're going to quarantine you and keep you here. And he's like, no, I'm going to fake cardiac arrest so I can get out of that here. That is instead. true. That is yeah. true. And then he... Um, so I'm not sure how that works. They were but. on a boat. On a boat. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, Andy Samberg right. is not involved. It's but a hosp- they're on a boat. It's a hospital boat. <laughs> they're on a boat. And so they're um, shocking him. No, they're not going to shock him. He He's on a hospital boat. Uh, he 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 jumps off the boat after he escapes. Yeah, he turns out. But was M was M there? She was there. But he just what? Yeah, he walks off the boat, jumps, swims in his pajamas to this hotel Judy where he Dench. walks in. Judy Dench uh, is there on the boat. Che- checks into this hotel. Uh, knows people at the hotel in Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, to, that can get him <sighs> where he needs to go, which is Cuba. Uh, to Zao dig for is more in Cuba. Dao's, he, Zao's in Cuba. He swims. Bond swims to Cuba from Hong Kong. <laughs> Uh, and then he um, is in Cuba drinking a mojito. And I will say this. This was the first movie that I ever saw a mojito on. I didn't know what that was. Huh. Uh, and there he's drinking a mojito. And he asks her, would you like a mojito? And oh, she goes. Halle Berry? That's, and then Halle Berry. Who's who emerges for the water? From uh, the water she there. is an NSA agent, Jean Cinta Jinx Johnson. They just call her Jinx? Jinx. Yeah, they just call her Jinx. Jinx for yeah. short. Uh, and they have a little bit of a, they have some chemistry. Yep. And, so, and uh, all through, wink, bird, wink. all through, uh, bird watching innuendo. Uh, yes. And <laughs> that's what, it wouldn't be Bond without some innuendo. Um, and so they, um, he finds Zal at a clinic and he tries to kill him. Is that right? Well, she, and she's there. Like they, um, they grow fond of each other quickly and, uh, he, he finds a place to, to bunk for the night, which is with her. Yes. Uh, so the next day she's gone and he also goes to this uh, clinic where she is talking to a doctor about uh, fate, like reconstruction surgery and whatnot. She writes a check to him to pay for this from the bank of the Cayman Islands. Uh, not suspicious at all, because you know that's where. Do they have a drive where, up? That's where all the dark money comes from. Do they have an ATM? <laughs> uh, she kills this guy, this scientist guy, and uh, was it Nick? Was it Nick from uh, Godzilla? Sorry, go ahead. Meanwhile, Bond is like sneaking into this hospital by doing all these kind of stupid ways to like sneak in and like throw a wheelchair, and everyone distracts everybody. And now I'm in this like super secret zone. Jeez. Uh, so anyway, chaos ensues at this place. Everybody's fighting. Uh, it, hold on. I'm not sure why, and I don't mean to do this, but I, I feel like every other movie that I cover with you guys has an MRI scene. <laughs> and the, and so once again, here we are, where Bond throws an object at an MRI machine, which turns it on and activates the magnet, and then he's like, okay, I'm good, and then and then like deactivates it, because that's how an MRI works. None of these movies are getting the MRI stuff right. right. It drives me crazy. Well, But anyway, I digress. So, again, so they bu- I'll never uh, let some facts get in the way of a great movie. So she... Um, Zal gets away because he's there at the clinic. By the, the way, he 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 gets away by jumping through glass. 
down like two stories. Yeah, like, yeah, he, onto he, a helicopter. Right, <laughs> and he's and he's totally fine. Like, yeah, he's fine. I, he, I guess if you have diamonds in your face, you can. <laughs> so he gets away. Diamond and, face. Uh, Halle Berry injury. slash Jinx uh, jumps off of a building into water, where she swims away. So everybody has now gone their separate ways from Cuba. Well, and they um, they've gone their separate ways. They end up in Iceland. Uh, where ice diamonds get it. There's a diamond mine there. Uh, they run into uh, no, actually they go to the Blades Club in London first, and that's where he uh, he he meets up with um, Graves, Gustav yeah. Graves, this British guy seeking who owns, adventure, who never owns, sleeps. Yeah, he's a British. He never sleeps. Uh, he has a sword fight, a uh, very aggressive sword fight. Bests, but well, they have basically have a tie other than some blood. Cameo by Madonna. Uh, Madonna's there. Uh, they then that you discover. Uh, through because the diamond face shows up there as well, and you find out that um, uh, diamond face and Graves are actually friends. Oh, and in fact, Graves is actually uh, the North Korean dictator's son who allegedly died but had his face off reconstructed. <laughs> I want to take his face off, <laughs> and so uh, Nick Nick Cage is not in this movie, but it's the same scenario apparently, uh, and they. Um, now he's assumed this Graves character, which I guess is a real character, a fake character. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, and she, and he has an assistant too. This like girl that Bond tries to charm, and she's just not into it. Graves' oh, assistant. Yeah. yeah, but did she turn out to be a double agent? Yes. Um, triple agent. Double. Double agent. Cut. Double. Or double. It no, it's double because she goes back to Graves in the end, right? So, yeah. Um, she's, that, she's a bad person. She's baddie. She's bad. Um. So they uh then. Uh, we we go to uh, we go to Graves Ice Palace. He unveils a new um, satellite called Icarus. <laughs> Icarus is diamond plated, and it's going to okay focus the sun's energy, but then absorb all the sun's energy. Okay, so you know how uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons that burns blocks out the sun. Is or the same? You know how you torture ants with a magnifying glass? Yes, that's kind of what I think is going on here. Weird. And but it, yeah, it's a basically a big magnifying glass energy laser thing. Laser, yeah, a laser, destructive, <laughs> massive laser. That so, he's, but yeah, but he touts it as a peaceful thing to just be like, look, the sun. Oop, sun's gone. Look, the sun. I mean, seriously, like it's channeling <laughs> the, the power of the sun. Yeah, changing but the climate. We don't need so weird. Anyway, so he, it's actually just a world destruction thing where he's just going to blow up the U.S. essentially with it in Britain. Um. By, but, by the way, a palace made of ice is one of the weirdest things in any Bond film. Like it's, now that, but that, it's kind of cool looking, but it's kind of like, how does that, how that even work? There is a hotel that I think this is modeled after that is made of ice. Is it in Dubai? Really? In real life. I, no, I think it's in a cold weather climate. Wow. It's a real place you can go stay. I don't know why. Hmm. And I'm sure it costs a lot of money. I'm sure it does. And I'm sure Diamond Face lives there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, basically, then from this point in the movie, here's what I'm going to say. Let's do this. Okay. And this, at this point in the movie, uh, all things kind of go haywire. Uh, there's just a lot of back and forth action scenes, a lot of fight, 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 yeah. back and forth. Riding a glacier through it with a paraglider. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, typical Bond stuff. They get on this plane, this old timey plane. It's like a big bomber plane, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Face is on it. They've been captured, right? They they uh, Bond and Jinx have been captured. They break loose. Um, 
there's some dignitaries that are on the ground. This this North Korean command center plane has like more features than Air Force One. <laughs> yes. Well, it's North Korea. Right. Top of the line. Um, they um, well, the dignitaries on the ground are about ready to be melted, right? Yes. Yeah, the by, laser. Because they've got the laser. laser going at this point. Yeah. He unveils the laser and people are just putting their sunglasses on. Oh, yay! <laughs> yay! It's going to melt us all! Yay! Yep. This is the power of Icarus! Yep. And uh, it goes across the DMZ and starts going into South Korea. and Yes, and just starts torching things. Yep. Uh, and so then Bond has to take it over. Okay, so Jinx um, fights the double agent. What's, yeah. her, what's her name? I forget I her name. I don't know. Um, Randy Frost? Are you talking about Randy, Yeah, Frost. The okay. double agent Frost. I will say I did not see the double cross coming. I, maybe maybe that reflects no, poorly I, on me as no, a person, but I didn't see it coming. She double crosses Bond and Halle Berry's character. They end up fighting essentially for James Bond's love because it's like every female in, in these movies. Um, it's the same thing for years. Every woman is willing to leave yeah. all We've for James Bond. We've got six decades now worth of this. Yeah. And, uh, and so they're fighting and... Um, they fight to a standstill. Halle Berry puts the autopilot on, drive into the sun, into the, the laser-powered thing. Yeah. The beam. That somehow this plane can survive. Did yeah. you find that stupid? Anybody? I, the plane literally, they're fighting in the back. Yeah. The plane is disintegrating around all of them, but then it flies <laughs> through the laser out the other side while it's melting things on the ground. This metal plane can survive this? I don't understand. I, so it, I it basically nothing. is melting them. They're apparently fine inside of it. They fight. Um, she stabs her with this uh, knife on a book, um, which is uh, maybe there wasn't more, need more, more buildup with the book on why that was important. And then uh, James Bond ends up throwing, um, what's his nut? What's his face? Uh, gra- gra- um, Graves, Graves. Uh, th- into a plane engine. He also had this mechanical suit that was actually kind of cool. It was like this electrical powered suit thing that yeah. also gave him powers mm-hmm. and strength, right? Like, like a Lex Luthor type deal. But it wasn't so powerful that it was like a Tony Stark Iron Man suit. Yeah. And his goggles in it were all magnified <laughs> eyes. And so it really was hard to really... I re- And here's and we've, uh, I think... I watched it once because I reviewed it on my own blog. Then I watched it again. We had thought about doing this, I think, last year. So I watched it again. Yeah. I was like, so I've had to, I've watched this movie like three times. By the time, I, honestly, by the time you get to this point in the movie, I'm like so done. Yes. I'm just like, yes. please just yes. end. And this is, like we said in our poll earlier, or in our poll, our ranking earlier, this is considered yep. probably the worst yes. Bond film. And so like all these scenes, and I'm like. And that's I, saying a lot. I, I'm just, like I said, I've seen this movie three times pretty recently, and everything you're saying right now, I'm just like nodding my head believing you, because I'm like, yeah, that probably happened. Okay, but so I don't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how like forgettable and just blah it they, was. They make it out, and then they end up riding off into the sunset together in the end. Also, yep. also this happened. Oh, yeah. P- paragliding, <laughs> surfing on ice glacier tidal wave. Yeah, just because... Uh, uh, this is a, a, Behind the green screen. I'm tell you so obvious. I'm going to tell you, Hollywood, just because you can do it doesn't mean you need to do it. Yes. The green screen um, is strong with that one. And like we always say, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, that, that stabbing of Halle Berry, in the very next scene when her and Bond are like laying in bed together, her, her stomach, which they show prominently because it's Halle Berry. Well, yeah, she's in good shape. Got to show it off. Uh, yeah, so that like almost life-ending slash across her abdomen is completely gone. Healed, yeah. In the next, she's scene. secretly a mutant. Though, no, so. no scar, no, no <laughs> they, evidence oh, of that whatsoever. And by the way, the other thing that is unbelievable—you have to really suspend your disbelief—they escape the plane of death that's going to crash, 
um, by getting in a helicopter, and slowly the plane is eventually disintegrated when it goes into the laser. The, but uh, the conveyor belt thing is pushing this helicopter out the back of the plane. It's really high in the air and going at a very high rate of speed. And this helicopter is able to get enough control of itself yeah. to fire up the blades and take off and not just crush you or throw you into a tizzy and just you just hurtle to the earth and die. <laughs> but yeah, it's Bond. I understand yeah, that. Because movie. And then they end up, you know, luckily there's a billion diamonds inside of this helicopter and they um, fly to some remote island, uh, oh, a Buddhist temple, this says here, uh, and they lay on a bed of diamonds. <laughs> and uh, they, she's like, do we have to take all these diamonds back? He's like, we have to because that's what the movie tells us to do. But until then, we'll hang out here and we'll have a great night. I think the thing that sucked about, about this movie for me was that I felt like a lot of the premise for this movie as far as like the weapon had been done right before and better in goldeneye yes um and so like as i'm watching this movie I, I, like i remember seeing this in theaters and thinking i i feel like i just saw this movie like five years ago like that i was having incredible deja vu for how similar the the big bad was in this movie compared to what goldeneye did so much better yeah. so it was weird well and like, they like and, literally and like i said they literally use a laser yeah like it, to try to cut her in half and, and he's like all right uh i'm the bad guy henchman Finish the job. Get rid of her. And he's like, cool. Slow moving laser time. <laughs> it's like, what? There's a lot of regurgitation. Like, this is the late 90s. We're yes. de- like, we should be way done with this by now. Yeah. There, there's a lot of regurgitation in this movie from previous films. They just cut and paste. Yeah. From a lot of older well, stuff. Well, let's so. do this then. Let's talk about goods and bads in this movie. Uh, Jake, are there any goods? Mm. Hovercraft fights? Too slow. Knife I... swords? I... I would say action scenes, but some of the action scenes CGI is so bad. The only action scene I think that has any redeeming value is the um, the sword fight. Yeah, I get that. Okay, that's the only one. This I there's I I got nothing else. I really did. This movie Sad. was hard to get through. Diamond Face is a villain's good, but he's not. And again, I know a little bit about North <laughs> Korea. He's not. He's not there's even a Korean. Point where he's running. Like he looks like he's like a superhero running. Like at one point in this movie, so and I'm dumb. like, that's weird. Like. How did he get superpowers? Yeah, I got I got nothing for goods. I'm sorry. That's I just sad. really don't. Yeah, can I move on to bads? Talk about the bads. Yeah, so there's a lot that's uh, just inaccurate factually about all this stuff. the The weapon is stupid. Uh, <laughs> it is. The villain is stupid. Uh, I don't. I didn't think Halle Berry did a really good job. I think that the plot is dumb. An ice palace and an invisible car. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Like this is. Dumb. It is like this is 1998. We're talking here. 2002 when it came out. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. Even worse. Like way worse. This is. Yeah. This is so beyond like unbelievable. Like yeah. it's okay. You got to suspend some belief that. Yeah. You know somebody like a you know an Mission Impossible or a 007. They're gonna do things that like okay yeah whatever like. This just takes that to a whole new level of ridiculousness, and then it has not aged well at all. Like, no. we, like so many of these you watch, and you're like, it's just green screen for days. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it. We'll never watch it again. It definitely deserves the crown of worst Bond film. It is. Pierce uh, Brosnan didn't even want to do it. He was like, uh, I think, I think I've kind of like, um, I've had my time in the sun. I think you've got out of me. And they were like, you know, hey, money. And he's like, all right, fine. But okay. This, but. I'll take your money. I'm sorry. When the Invisible Car came out, I was like, done. (laughs) Done with this. The fact that he did this movie and then was like, no, I really am done this time. Right, (laughs) right. 
Yeah, mm. lots of bads. Lots of bads. Um, I uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with what you're saying. I I think that for me, uh, it just had it had jumped the shark so much, like how they were how they were doing things. So, um, it definitely was one of those things. So, radio people, if you're still with us, <laughs> thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Uh, with that said, uh, so like going back and hearing you guys talk about it, cause it has been a while since I've seen it. And I was looking at some, uh, screenshots of the movie as you guys were talking, but, um, it, it's, it's even more apparent to me how much you guys were talking about that left turn into Casino Royale. Like how about making this movie and then four years later saying, okay, let's rethink <laughs> this whole thing and yeah. just let's, start over. Let's do this. Let's do this right here. Let's compare franchises. Uh, this movie, Die Another Day came out in June. No, no, no. Rewind. November of 2002. Mm-hmm. Born Identity came out June 2002. Oh, wow. wow. You have wow. went to the theater and you've watched Born Identity, which is similar. There's some very yeah, sim- yeah, yeah. There's big sure. similarities between Bond and Born Identity. Born Identity so good. Yeah. That and, fir- the way, that and the way it was done. Amazing. Well, and because it was stark, like different. And I think that, well, I think that and- whenever they rebooted 007, they're like, okay, you see what they did with with more identity, yeah. This is what people actually want. To see. They're, yeah, they're yeah. eating our lunch right now, so we've got to do something different. Yeah, I mean, they, they basically are beating you at your own game. Yeah. And the Mission Impossible movies, even before J.J. Abrams came on board, because he didn't come on board to what the third three. one or the fourth Number one. Three. Even those were better than this thing. Yeah. Like yeah, that's you know, true. And so I think that that's what they had to have looked at a little self inflection and self reflection and been like, we have got to not do this again. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan just looked like. He just looked done. Like just he looked was. Old. I don't want to say old, because you could. I, I. I don't. I'll tell you right now. Uh, uh, Amanda and I were talking about this the other day about uh, why can't Liam Neeson? Oh yeah. I could watch Liam Neeson in an action movie all nonstop, and he's older now in an action in action movies than Pierce Brosnan was in this one. So it has zero. It has very little to do with age. And just it's just more along the delivery. I've always thought Pierce Brosnan's kind of stiff, like in not not in yeah. not in yeah. necessarily his acting, but just his body and his movements and in his action scenes, he's just really mm-hmm. stiff. I don't know, or wooden. I don't know how else to put Wait, it. They, they couldn't have gone, limited. I think he's limited. Yeah, they they couldn't have gone more opposite with Dan, Daniel Craig. Like right. Dan, Daniel Daniel Craig can literally sprint across a football field <laughs> in ten and seconds, look like, like, sprint, and look like he's sprinting yeah, across a football yeah. field, and not like. Stiff guy sprinting for four yards and they just loop it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm Pierce Brosnan. Who, by the way, is probably in great shape. Like I'm. I, oh, I'm sure for I, his I, age. I'm me, sure he is. It's me saying that. Who it, right. you know has gravy with about every side side <laughs> thing I can eat. You made me think of that Monty Python scene where they're like rushing the castle and it's like the same the same like five seconds, yes, but yes. it just repeats over, over and over. over. Yeah. Which, like I said, I, th- I did think it was cool that um, there was a he said something about there just being a flesh wound and there was like a couple. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Flesh mm-hmm. wound. Uh huh. So yeah, there was a so one, one James Bond one-liners like the like the silly little zips and stuff like that are canon for like going all the way back to the first movie, but the ones in this movie are like particularly groan-worthy. Let's do this. Let's talk about uh, the goods. Uh, not the, let's let's rate this movie. Let's rate this movie, and then I want you to talk real quickly about your uh, list of uh, problematic uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. actual things factual. that don't match up. The factuals. Mm-hmm. Rate it one to five. Mm-hmm. As a Bond movie, it's a five. Oh, absolutely. One yeah, horrible, as a Bond five movie, horribles. It's a five. One being not yeah. eh, bad. Five being the worst thing you can imagine. As a Bond mm. movie, it's a five. It's a four. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. It, it, it's got some action scenes in it. 
I'm going to put it as a three because it's better than Spy Kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that I don't logic know. holds up. But it's I don't know. better than Spy Kids four. I don't know. I think they're. I think that it could fit in the Spy Kids universe. Maybe if, it should. If you put Spy Adults on Maybe the title, it, you, it would be fine. All right, quick, quickly go over some uh, some beat by beats, uh, real quick things a bit. Um, they filmed in the movie that completely are ridiculously not North Korean. Yeah, you just uh, you don't get that close to the DMZ with sports cars and this huge troop, you know, build up and you have they have all this technology and they drive their hovercrafts going south by the way. Uh and the the North Korean terrain right there by the DMZ is much more mountainous. The the uniforms are off. Uh he has this moment where he's like punching this soldier inside of a punching bag. You know, he's like I need a new anger therapist. You know, Josh. and it's like okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's like, that's not really how they, you know, all those guys, the North Korean military guys are all buff and stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Those guys are like six to eight inches shorter than everybody and and malnourished. Uh, None of the scenery, you know, like I said, the bridge of no return, none of that uh, looked right. All the stuff in the North Korean prison where uh, there was a female uh, officer in the North Korean prison, which they they are pretty good about females in the military in North Korea. Like, they they do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But... She has makeup on, oh, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, in like yeah. good, yeah, yeah, not not That's gonna, not gonna be no, no, not gonna happen. Uh, I, they, I've never heard of scorpions being used in uh, in the in the torture there. Can they survive the climate there. It's yeah, cold, I don't think right? so. Yeah, I don't think scorpions are indigenous to. Korea. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the band scorpions are going for it. I'm not gonna look that one up, but uh, yeah, it's. I don't think they have hovercraft there. Don't think that's a thing. I don't um, think. I, by the way, hovercraft. It was like. We've got these hovercrafts. Wouldn't that be cool to put these in? Hey, really fire those up. Let's see what those look like. The director's like, let's see what, right. how fast it can go. He's like, oh, oh, well. Okay, well, we'll, well just and here's the other thing. With the, I mean, wouldn't, he's British. Why, like, you would think he'd be American. The British don't have, as, I mean, there is a, we don't have an embassy with North Korea. Britain does. Like, oh. they have diplomatic relations with the UK on a scale that we don't have. And my thing is, I'm like, why... Would England care about this diamond transaction and this, this you know, getting these weapons and stuff? Wouldn't this be an American special spy coming in here and doing this? Is that right? <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, when was the last time you ever heard of England messing with North Korea? Like, no, po- that's you know, true. Right. That's true. That doesn't even make sense. England does play kind of. I mean, like they up, help up they, the middle yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot but of they stuff. help us on some stuff. But I'm just like, why? Why is Bond even there? Right. Surfing in. No, well, he had to surf in. <laughs> he had to get there. Yeah, to be trapped for 14 months. So. Right. Well, good stuff. Go ahead. So the hovercraft thing, I, I looked it up. The uh, it's entirely fictional that the Koreans would use hovercrafts around the yes, DMZ like yes. that. That that's completely made up. And then it did mention that MythBusters said it's actually plausible. Like that could work. But like jumping into a hovercraft and just going across the DMZ like that that would never no. happen. Oh, so. there, there's another scene I want to <laughs> mention that. Um, there's a part, is it at the hospital or is it the ice palace again? But it, where it's like, wah, wah, intruder alert, intruder alert. And all the, all the <laughs> guards are, all the guards are coming. Well, uh, they, uh, Pierce Brosnan grabs Halle Berry and they start kissing. And all the guys were in this like, oh, oh, that's just two people kissing. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> they're, Even, they're in this unauthorized area, but they're, they're just happen to be a couple in love. We'll he, just keep going. He can't be a yeah. spy. He's kissing yeah, he somebody. Right. It works every time. <laughs> well, um, by the way, um, uh, Sir uh, Roger Moore, the the previous Bonds, said he did not like the film, citing the invisible car and the weak CGI. Two things that we already talked about. Yep. So. Yep. 
Uh, play us out with the Bond theme if you can find it really quick. Uh, I've got to look it up. I'll not to give you a second. Sorry, bro, bro. Oh, did you also notice that it was a very close resemblance to the Nintendo Power Glove that was controlling the Icarus machine? Oh, that is true. That is very, very true. <laughs> I was like, did you just take the Nintendo label off and use the Power Glove to control this thing? The whole thing, thing is uh, the worst. And it, like we said, uh, like I said, we'll give uh, Eric Vesp at uh, Collider uh, for our top 25 or 25 to 1 uh, worst to best uh, list of Bond. Jake, thanks so much for coming in today. My pleasure. Producer Phil, you're the best. Better than the rest. Oh, thank you. Um, you're the best. All right. Nothing's going to ever take you down. You got that ready to rock. Here it is. Folks, thanks so much for listening. Um, Make sure and uh, make sure and uh, have everything that you can desire. Uh, your martinis. I hope that they are always shaken and not stirred. <laughs> I hope that you. Uh, I thought you were going to keep playing the music. That's why I was monologuing at the end. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you wanted. To if you get a chance, I was playing to it out. I was going to talk over it. Meet Pierce Brosnan. Now you've ruined. <laughs> or go to the DMZ. <laughs> let, let me find the. You should do day. It. No, okay. it's fine. It's all good. Anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. You're the best. Um, Pierce Brosnan called me this morning. He said, thanks so much for bringing awareness uh, to the decline of the 007 franchise. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's people like you showing awareness that's going to make 007 better. That's what he said. He also said, um, watch your back. Pierce Brosnan, pretty crazy. He called me on a payphone. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Go. <laughs> so bad. Crank it up. Wow, it's so... She sounds like a robot. Auto-tune. Auto-tuning was still a, a thing back then. Oh, my gosh. I, I forgot about this song. Back. Another back. Very good, guys. We'll see you soon. Live chat, thanks so much. See you soon. Bye-bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorribmoviepodcast.com.